Good evening, everyone. Father, we thank you for your word that is coming this evening. Transformed, we thank you because we'll be blessed. We thank you for the understanding and the revelation of your word that is coming. Father, we bless your name. On Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Good evening, everyone. And to those who will be listening to this message, whenever you listen to it, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We are talking about, today we are looking at grace and fruit, part four. And this is the last, um, this is the last part for this message. And this is called the name of Jesus. And I had to put the power of part on it. I'm going to explain all of that. But I just want to say very short something that you see, um, we must not get tired of learning God's word. You know, we must not get tired of learning God's word. You see, when Paul was living there in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 32, he said, I commend you to God. He said, I commend you to the word of his grace. He said, which is able to build you. Do you get which is able to build you? Then when Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, you must, you, you must study to show yourself approved. You work man that you need not to be afraid. Then again, St. Paul, now to Timothy again. And these things that thou hast heard of me among many faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. When he said that Paul, T- um, um, Timothy should commit to faithful men, there that, that can come upon a man by invitation. But there are things that are caught when they are being taught. So Paul was talking to Timothy. He said that these things that I commit unto you, these things that you've learned, he said, you too, you must also commit to faithful men who will be able to teach this thing. You see, Paul again went further. Again, in, in that same Timothy, that that um, we, should, we should give double honor to elders who have labored in the world and in doctrine. It shows that people will only receive that kind of honor if truly they have labored in God's word and in doctrine. You should not be a kind of believer who has been in Christ for so long and you not be able to explain simple tests, simple scriptures. Do you get? If you check the ministry of Jesus, he taught more than he did impartation. The impartation happened maybe twice. He was teaching all through his life. Now, when Jesus died and resurrected, when he knew that he knew that he was going to actually, you know, ascended back to heaven. Do you know what he did? When he came back, the disciples were celebrating. Ah, Jesus is here. He taught them again. When he came back, he was not even doing miracles. He was teaching. And let me say this. A man will usually do what is important. If he knows that, if they tell you that, if they tell somebody that you have just 30 minutes to leave or you have just two hours to leave, you are you are likely to do what is what is most important to you within that two hours. Anything you find that man doing within that two hours is usually what he considered to be very important to him. So when Jesus came back after he resurrected, he knew that he was going to ascend back. Do you know what he did? He began to teach the disciples. He was teaching them. The book of Acts chapter 1 told us this. You know, he was teaching them, telling them what he that the power of God will come upon you. You know, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, that's why the power of God. He was teaching the disciples. You see, your your the extent of your ministry is known to the ability of how the people you've thought for years have been built and they are they are growing in God's word. It's not just that, you know, we of course in the ministry of Jesus there were healing, there were miracles, there were signs, there were wonders. Those things are beautiful and they are wonderful. Do you get? But one of the major cardinal points of a man of God is he must be able to teach. Paul calls himself a wise master builder. Then he said, every time Paul is speaking, he's always talking about the word. He said, he said that I committed to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you. You see, he was talking about building. Then again, he told Timothy that to, st- to study so that he can show himself approve a workman that needed not to be afraid. You know, he will just keep saying all of these things that has to do with doctrine, teachings. Then he said, these things that you have learned, you too, you must be able to know that you will commit these things to faithful men who can teach it. There are things that can come by impartations, but there are things that are caught when things are being taught. You know, you should be a kind of person that you can... I say this um, every time that 
you cannot defend the God that you do not know. So, teaching must be something that we embrace. It is as you study God's word, as you learn more about him, that you'll be able to defend this God. So, you cannot defend the God that you do not know. So, we must not be tired of, you know, teaching. In fact, in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, I'm trying to look for that particular, I don't know if, if I'll be able to find that place now. The Bible said that Paul was teaching every day for two years. You know, I marked it in my, my, I think it was in Antioch or something. He was teaching what? Every day. For two years. I pray I should be able to find this scripture now. I think he's here. Now, this is um, the book of, I'm reading from NLT version. The book of Acts chapter 17 from verse 10. It says, that very night the believers sent Paul and Silas to Biri. And when they arrived, they, they went to the Jewish synagogue and the people of Biri, Biri were not open-minded than those, were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. Now, yeah, he said they searched the scriptures daily. They, they searched the scripture day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. As a result of many Jews believe among them, I don't think this is the place. Okay, okay, I found the place now. This is uh, the book of Acts, chapter nineteen, verse. I think it's verse nine. It says, "But some, it says, but some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took believers with him. Then he held daily discussion." At the lecture hall of um, Tiramus, this went on for the next two years. Paul was teaching consistently every day. Acts chapter nineteen, verse um, Acts chapter nineteen, verse nine to ten. He said that he was teaching daily, every day for two years. Daily, every day for two years. So we must be giving to God's word. Is human. We we must not be tired of actually studying God's word. Somebody sent me a message a few days ago that, you know, every time he studies scripture, it's as if he's studying what he already knows. <laughs> I, told the person, I, I told the person, see, one of the issues that we have in this generation is that we like varieties. And it's good, but there are situations that variety may not be good. When it comes to spiritual growth, you must learn to do one thing consistently and continually every day. Read your Bible and pray every day is the protocol to spiritual growth. Where you study and read your Bible every day. There are people who can go for days and they've not read their Bible. You know, I was just doing some assessment to myself and I found out that since 2018 till now, I'm not sure it's up to four times or five times where I go throughout 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. That's in five years. If I if I put together, I'm not sure it's up to five days or four days that I go without opening my Bible without studying even within that four or five days i actually opened the bible maybe to check a scripture but maybe without studying and this could be maybe i had a long pray um, uh, pray hour maybe i prayed for a very long time then i slept off or something then i woke up the next day or i had to travel then maybe i left the house very early in the morning you know these things you must be somebody that your your life is governed by god's word you see, I will not stop emphasizing how important the word of God is and how that we must give attention to it. Because, you see, I made a tweet recently that if husband and wife stays together for a while, when people get married, we say that they look like each other. Are you getting it? After some times, they look like each other. If you stay with God's word, after some times, you will look like the word. There are certain kind of character, there are certain things that we should not be able to find around your life after some times. So we must be people who are always giving to God's word. One of the ways to judge a good local assembly is a local assembly that is giving to word, that you are taught. Jesus came back when he resurrected. The first thing he did was to go back to the disciples and, and continue the class. He didn't even go about trying to do miracles. It shows that teaching is so important that when he knew that he had few days to spend with them, what he was doing was to teach. Are you getting it? What he was doing was to do was to teach. In fact, when Paul was talking to Timothy about honoring people, he had to say that for those elders who had labor in doctrine in word, that their honor should be double. Are you getting it? So you know the depth and the strength of a local assembly are based on the emphasis that they place on God's word. So some people even come online and say that we went to church today, we just danced all through. We didn't, even, we didn't preach. Today is praise day. 
person comes online to set up his own church, he didn't even know. Because the, the house of God is where the word of God must consistently be taught. People are taught consistently. The Bible told us here that Paul was teaching daily for two years, every day. I know how Paul's sermons can be. His sermons are usually long. Remember when he was teaching and somebody was sleeping and the person fell. The Bible said he started in the night to took it to the next day. He was just teaching. And the Bible said he was doing, he was teaching the book of Acts chapter 19, verse 9 to 10, that he was teaching daily for two years. So I just have to encourage us before I go to my message this evening that we should not be tired of God's word. All right. The name of Jesus. I called, I had to call this um, the power of atony, even though the name of Jesus. Now, this power of atony is what is a legal term. You know, sometimes when people are about to die, is is um is the authority given to one or more uh, or more persons to have a say over a person's property or over a legal document. I wrote something down here when I was studying for this. I'll just um, read it out. Power of attorney documents give one or more people the power to act on your behalf as your attorney or agent when you are not able to be there in person or otherwise or mentally incompetent or physically unable to be present. So the power of attorney is the ability or the authority you can give to somebody, whether uh, one person or more person, to represent you or to speak over a particular document or over certain things over your life when you cannot be there. So the power of attorney document, the power of attorney is a document giving, um, give, power of attorney document give one or more person the power to act on your behalf as your attorney or agent when you are not able to be there in person or or are otherwise mentally incompetent or physically unable or you are not present yourself in any way so it is a legal right given to a person you guess that you can give that's why you can give to people over your properties over something when you cannot be there so it's called the power of attorney and when we look at the name of jesus this is exactly what jesus did for us the book of john chapter 14 Book of John chapter 14, verse um, 13 to 14. The Bible said that it's a whatsoever thing that you ask in my name. He said, I will give to you. So that same power of authority, if you understand it, is the same thing that God did, that Christ did for us. He said that in my name, that whatsoever thing that you ask, he said that I will do. Now watch, before Jesus came, what people usually do is called exhaust, um, um, where they just, um, how do I explain this now? If a demon is in a person, now they'll go and they'll go and create maybe a place. Um, they'll create something, they'll create an atmosphere or something that that looks they'll create an atmosphere or something that can receive the demon. So, what they usually do before Jesus gave us the name, what they usually do is not really casting out demons, it's just relocating the demon from one place to another. So when Jesus came and was casting out demons, they thought he was doing the same. That's why they called him um, Beelzebub. They thought he was doing it the same way they were doing it. Because what they usually do was to trust, to, to relocate the demon from a person to another region that they create that can accommodate the devil. Now, just to buttress this point, what they are doing is, is just is a copyright of what God actually did for us now we explain in the book of exodus the bible told the bible told moses he said to create the temple according to the pattern he had given to him and if you study exodus you will see the meticulous the names the all of the things that were mentioned besides the number of the temple that uh, moses should build and moses followed the pattern that was given to him and the bible said when moses followed that pattern he said the presence of god came and dwelled in that place now the pattern what god was trying to do there is what god did with salvation so god when we receive when we, when we receive god when we, when we make that confession of salvation god prepare our heart in a way that the spirit of god comes to dwell in our heart thinking that there's an atmosphere that how do i explain this now spirit of god there is um okay let me break it down like this if something is staying in if um if let me let me go back to the Moses own. So God told him to prepare according to the pattern. And now the presence of God was going to, and came down there and dwell in that place. What happened there was that God had to actually allow Moses to create a pattern as he 
the place where that presence of God was in heaven. So God had to, God actually asked him to recreate that kind of pattern here on earth so that the spirit of God can dwell in that place. So in salvation, our heart is prepared in a way that the spirit of God can live a throne in heaven and dwell in our hearts. It was prepared in a way as if the spirit of God was still in heaven. I don't know if you, if you get what I'm saying. So our heart is prepared in that way and the spirit of God comes to dwell in our heart. The same thing is what these people uh, who relocate demons try to do. So they create another atmosphere and try to relocate a demon from a possessed person and just put a demon in that environment or something. That's what, are you getting it? That's why you see that when Jesus was about to cast out demon from that madman, um, the demon in that the legion they were they told him they begged him to send them to the pigs that were there they even them they have choice they have the kind of con um, they have the kind of atmosphere that they want to be in. are you getting it are you getting that so what what usually happen is relocation relocating demons they relocate demons from this place to that you know from a person that is possessed to somewhere else and all of those stuff so when jesus came and he was casting out demons to them, they just that's why they call him Beelzebub. They've, they, they've not seen that kind of thing before. You get so Jesus gave us that authority. He said, My name shall cast out demons. Is it also thing that you ask him? That power of Adonai, we have authority, we have we have rights to use the name. Now, in the old testament, you know, there were there were so many, you know, there's a, there's so many dimensions of God's name in the old testament, Jehovah Jireh. If is a dimension of God, if you want to see Jehovah El Shaddai, another dimension of God, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah this and that. So people sometimes under the law, they know him as different. Um, I remember when God was speaking to, was it Abraham in the book of Genesis, when he was saying that they do not know him as, I think, God the Father. Are you getting it? So in under the law, they know him as different dimension, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. If you're looking for a dimension of God that has to do with healing, there's a Jehovah for that one. You are looking for dimension of God that, that can provide, Jehovah Jireh. You're looking for a dimension of God that can heal, Jehovah this and Jehovah that. But when Jesus came and gave us that name, every other Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, all of it is is when you call the name of jesus those things are complete in that name so you don't need to go about and say ah when somebody when i when i have a need is jehovah jared i have to call when i have a, this one is jehovah when you call the name of jesus he settles any any part or any dimension of him that you are trusting him for are you getting it so there are people under the lord that may know him for jehovah this and that that may know him for jehovah that and that because of the dimension that God pioneered through their life, Jehovah this and that, God of this and that, God. But when he gave us the name, the name of Jesus have all of those things. So when you call the name of Jesus, it comes to solve the particular um, 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 issues that you have. It's not just about that. Ah, when I want to, when I'm looking for one that can meet all my need, I need to call Jehovah Jireh. The name of Jesus have all of those stuff. So when you call Jesus, is it answers to any part or any area of your life that that needs to that needs a solution. I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to paint this evening. So, you know, and then I also say that one of the things that we have that we might have also maybe not properly understood when it comes to the name of Jesus, we will say that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and everything confess. But the Bible did not really say at the mention of the name of Jesus. These are the mention of the name of Jesus. Okay, I think I wrote something here. So, most of the um, issues or the problems or the, how do I put it now, the misconception is that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every name was bowed. But if you really study Philippians chapter 2 verse 9, you will see that it is not really in that context that it was taught. It said that at the name of Jesus, now when we say, we say at the mention of the name of Jesus. If you watch, yeah, when we talk about at the name of Jesus, there are times when you may not even need to call his name to see his power in, in manifestation. For instance, the Bible told us that people held the, the handkerchiefs and the apron of Paul and demons left them, this and that. He didn't have to call the name of Jesus because he, he understood the revelation of that name. For instance, the Bible told us about 
and Peter while he was walking, the shadow of Peter was healing people. So there are situations that you may not even need to call the name of Jesus. You call me. I'm not saying that calling his name is wrong, but I'm just saying that there are certain situations that you call me in his name. He didn't really say at the mention of the name of Jesus. He said at the name of Jesus. So I can call me in his name without even mentioning his name. We have seen it so many times. If you watch um, healing stream by Pastor Chris, you see him come to meetings and you see people who are, who are possessed, people who are under satanic affliction. He will just come and look at them and people fall under God's power and they, you know, they stand up and they are, they are made, they are fine, they are perfect. He didn't even have to call the name of Jesus. Walking to that place alone is coming in that name. So there are times when in situation you don't even, even need to call the name. I'm not saying that calling the name is wrong, but I'm saying that there are situations that you just understand the revelation of Jesus that don't really even have to call the name. I don't, for instance, if somebody recommend you, if the president of this country recommend a job, recommend you for a job, and gives his signature, the, when you get to that place, they say, who sent you, you just show them the signature. You don't even have to mention the, the president's name. They saw the signature that you're holding. You don't have to mention his name because you call him his name. Are you getting it? You 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 came in that that name of the president. So coming in that name, sometimes you don't even need to mention the name. It's an understanding, is a revelation that the mention that at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, if I come in his name, this is one thing that was um, properly and well understood by ALM, you know, where he will come and just tell demons to live without even calling the name of Jesus and then he will go further to explain why he's doing what he's doing. Do you guess? Because he understands that he comes in that name. Is an understanding that and this thing is by is not by your own power. Are you getting it? We call because there are people who call the name of Jesus. The Jesus that we are calling is not even is the translation to the English name. It's not Jesus. There are so many people who bear Jesus, Jesus Navas. There are footballers who bear Jesus, Jesus Navas, Jesus Gabriel. Many of them bear Jesus. So if you have to go by the English name, ah, no, no, it's not. It's a revelation of that name. Now. When the book of Isaiah prophesied that they were going, his savior is going to come and they will call his name Emmanuel. Now, do you do you have you ever observed that Jesus was not even named Emmanuel? God be with us. But Isaiah said that his name was going to be Emmanuel. So how come he was not named Emmanuel? Because is the is the revelation of that name that when Jesus comes, God will be with us. God be with us. He does not really need to bear it as a former name. Are you getting it? After all, the English name that we are calling Jesus is where it has been translated. Is Yeshua. Is where it has been translated. So it's not really about that's why people can call the name of Jesus and yet because there's an understanding that backs that name. Are you getting it? There's an understanding that backs the name more than just you know call the name. You can know my name and not know me. Are you saying you can know my name and yet not know me? So there are people who just and not even know who I am. So there's an understanding, there's a revelation that backs, that must back that um, um, the name of Jesus. And now, let me also say something about the faith and the name of Jesus. Now, when it has to do with the name of Jesus, when you know the person of Jesus, you may not practically actually need faith to use the name. I will explain to you. For instance, if I have, um, um, if if my father is a very wealthy man. And he gave me access to his accounts. Maybe I have access to his account, like the power of attorney. I can use his account. I can go into his account and take money. Now, let me ask you a question. If I need money, do I need faith to be able to receive the money that I have? So in using the name of Jesus, it is the you you have the right to the name, just like you have the right to the money in your bank, in your own bank accounts. Maybe somebody gives you some thousands of dollars in your account. You don't need faith to go and withdraw it. It's yours already. So he gave us that name already as our own. Are you getting it? So we may not practically, let me put it in that way, that um, we need faith to obtain the name. No. To, maybe in trying, in demonstrating his power, we must have faith that, it will, that the power of God, there's power of God in that name. Yes, we have faith that there's power of God in that name. But when it comes to using it, because he gave us the right and the authority to the name already. Are you getting it? We have the, just like the example I gave um, initially that somebody gives you money in your account. You don't need faith to go and withdraw the money in your account. It's yours already. 
So the Bible says, in my name, you will cast out demons. In my name, you have the authority to this thing. All right, so um, there are three major ways that men obtain names. There are three major ways that I call this um, subtopic the more excellent name. Our name comes. Number one, men um, men obtain um, they obtain their names in these three ways. Number one, some men are born into a great name. You know, some men they are born into a great name. Let me use an example of maybe um, the wealthiest man in Africa and he give it to, it to his son. That son is already, you know, he's born into a great name. So some are born into a great name. Now, number two, others make their name great by their achievements. You know, others make their name great by achievements. Maybe some people, they may not even be looking for accolades and all of these things. They may not be looking for accolades. But then, as they begin to strive in becoming a better person, they achieve things and their name just become great based on their achievements. Number three, some have great name. Some have a great name that they conferred on them. Some people, they conferred a great name on them. Also, maybe based on their achievements, you know. People see that they have done so much well, and people on their own, you see people who are doing well, and people just carry them and say, ah, you must be the chief, the number one, the October of this thing, or the chief of this thing. So men are born into great name, and men are men becomes great by their achievement, and also men, they are conferred authority, they are conferred names um, is conferred upon them, maybe based also on their achievements. And there's a reason I'm explaining all of this. And this three way that men actually, this three way that men, um, that men gain their name. I also want to tell you that Jesus Christ, this name also that is conferred on Jesus Christ, came also in this three way. Number one is by inheritance. When I say that men are born into great names, it's by inheritance. Let's see the book of Hebrew chapter one verse one. The book of Hebrew chapter one verse, I think verse six. Okay, let me read from verse 1 to 6. He said, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. He said, and in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the word. He said, whom he had appointed, he said, at this last day spoken unto us by his own son, whom he had appointed heir of all things. Who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his persons and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself poured our sins and sat on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much so much better than the angels as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So the three major ways that men are conferred with great names, we see that even the name of Jesus came by that three major ways. What by inheritance? Bible said, being made so much better than the angels, and he had by inheritance obtained a more a more excellent name than thee. Now, number two is by bestower. When I said that people, you know, the first one is that people are born into inheritance. The second one is that people um, have great name based on their achievements. Based on their achievements. Let's see the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. Sorry, I have to drive to, through all of, all of these things. He said, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Above every name. And this name was given based on the achievement, based on that the fact that the Bible, if you read the book of Revelation, he said he was the only one who was able to come. The lamp opened the seal. Do you get? Because Jesus came, he died, he resurrected. The Bible told us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that in who knew no sin was made sin for us because of what we had done. The Bible says, and being found in fashion, let me read from verse 7, um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. He said, but made himself of no reputation. Or let's go from verse 5. He said, let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7. But made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9. Wherefore God had highly God had highly exalted uh, and given a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every name should bow. Now, was it not the same name that he bore before? It was the same Jesus he bore before, meaning that an authority has been, has been placed upon that name. 
Do you get it? And he said that every tongue should bow, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. So, like I said, there are three major ways that names come to people by inheritance, which um, uh, we just read in the book of Hebrews, second by bestower, and three by conquest. You know, that people became what they became based on the fact that they have done so much. You know, that they have done so much. Let's see the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Oh my God. Let me read from verse. Let me read from verse thirteen. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, are you quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses? Fourteen, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Verse fifteen. He said, having spoiled principalities and power, he said he made the show of them, openly triumphing over them in it. So, the three major ways that name is being bestowed upon people is the same three major ways that the name of Jesus Christ came. One, by inheritance. Two, by bestower. Three, by conquest. One, by inheritance. Two, by bestower. Three, by conquest. You see, you may not really be able to grasp the full understanding of what the name of Jesus is until you watch, until you see certain... Um, I believe, you know, when I study materials in the name of Jesus and... You will see the full potential of the name of Jesus when you when you watch the life and ministries of the of evangelists, people like, for instance, like T.L. Osborne, who they move from one city to another. When they are holding crusade, they were not able to preach principle, dimension, mysteries. What they preach is salvation, and in the name of Jesus, you will see cripples rise. You will see miracles of all kinds. I think I posted a video of um, T.L. Osborne some time ago where somebody that had a tiny leg, very tiny leg, the person stood up. And there were Muslims in the crowd. The guy was just, he just opened his mouth like he was just watching. And the only thing he did was to pray in the name of Jesus. Was to do what? Pray. There was no long sermon, just teaching on salvation and then boom, the name of Jesus. There's an understanding in that, in that name. There is an understanding that I, there's an authority that that was placed on that name and it was given to us the bible said that at the mention of his name every, that's the name of jesus i mean every name will bow he said that whatsoever thing that you ask in my name he said that he will do so there was an authority that was placed on that name after you know the resurrection the coronation of jesus christ i had resurrected you know the bible told us i fought principalities and power he took the key and all of these things an authority was placed on that name and that name was not given to us that the mention of this name that means we bow. That when we come in this name, even if we don't, as long as we come in this name, this is one of the understanding that the early apostles got. So they can be walking, and the Bible said their shadows was healing people. So people have their handkerchiefs and the aprons of the apostles, and you know, demons left people. Demons that sometimes you have to lay hands on the person and say, Come out. You reply, the person will reply back, I will not come out. Come, but the Bible said they held the word, the handkerchief of Paul. He said, and demons left just by holding the handkerchief. So there's an understanding that these people they, they when it has to do with the name of Jesus. It was so tough that the Bible said that they had to come and meet them and, and ask them, or they told them to stop teaching in this name. Do you know what that means? That the level of havoc that the name of Jesus that they were teaching and they were raising people from the death, from sickness was causing. That the Bible will have to come and say that the, the Pharisees, the religion people came and said that you must not teach in this name again. There, is, there must be something about the name that they understood that probably some of us or most of us do not get. Because the Bible said they came and they told them that we don't want you to teach in this name again. Do you know how powerful that would have been? Just imagine that tomorrow morning, the president of the nation just put out a broadcast. I don't want people to teach about this name again because it is causing havoc to people and all of these things. Do you know the level of impact that that must have that must have happened? The level of um, um, havoc that that must have caused to the kingdom of darkness for him to have steered people, to have steered those people and say, we don't want you to teach in this name again. Now, look at the book of Acts chapter 2, where the Bible says at the beautiful gate, they held the man 
And they said, silver and gold, I have not. But this that I have, I will give to you in the name of Jesus. They were not teaching him principle. They were not teaching him this and that and this and that. They just, in the name of Jesus, he got up. What about um, um, when Peter, actually, when Peter went to a particular place and he saw Ananias, the Bible said while he was teaching, he saw that Ananias, um, that Ananias that was there, that he had faith to be healed. And he said, in the name of Jesus, not lay hands on the sick. You, you see, you don't know how, how, how very, how simple this thing looks. Just imagine, imagine anybody around your area. Or anybody that has any deformity around your area, maybe somebody with a short hand or this thing, just imagine it in your head that you just walk up to the person and a cripple, maybe around your school area, you just walk up to the person and say, In the name of Jesus, not shouting the name of Jesus for morning to night and nothing is happening. You are laying hands on the person, the person is sweating, you are sweating. Just play that scenario in your head and see the way that the apostles they did mighty things with the name of Jesus. Now, we have all of the books, we have books and 10 books in the name of Jesus, we have this and that in the name of Jesus, and <laughs> it is well. So, what the name of Jesus, what the name of Jesus brings, number one, salvation. The things that the name of Jesus brings, number one, salvation. The Bible in the book of Acts chapter, chapter 4, verse 12, told us that there is no salvation in any other name. There's no word salvation. See, there are people that, for instance, um, somebody shared one video with me the other time, and I have known that for quite some time. The Jewish, some of them, the Jewish people, some of them, they still they still refer to Jesus as their brother, as their brother. See, they just knowing Jesus alone as your brother does not save you. Knowing God as a powerful God does not save you. It is knowing Him as one who came. As the Son of God, who became man, died for our sin, resurrected on the third day, he was made sin for us. He won't need no sin. It is this understanding that makes you save. That Jesus, the Son, he came, God, who is a God, he came and became man, died for us, became man so that he could save man. It is this understanding that does what that saves you. Some time ago, there is. Um, sometime ago, there's this Babalao. For some of you who don't know Babalao, Babalao is Abalist. The guy chatted me on, on, on Instagram and he was asking me if I want to do the Jew. You know, you can't tell me anything. So I said, Why are you doing this thing when Jesus can save you? So we spoke and then we exchanged number. You know, began to talk. I see his status where he's doing incantation. You know, then he told me he's married to, I think, two or three wives. One time, said, he told me he just gave birth. Then he told me that pastors, he called the names of the ministries, that pastor from major ministries to come to him. Now, in Yoruba, there's what he call Babala Ofufu, white abalist. Now, white abalist, to their own understanding, they don't do evil. They don't do things for people to do, people to prosper, people to do it. The guy is on my WhatsApp. I think he's still on my WhatsApp now. And that's where I'm going with this story. So he told me, you know, he does. Um, good charm for them, you know, that is not a bad person, this or that one. You know, so one day I asked him, I said, do you believe in God? We used to talk on phone, no? said, yes, you believe in God. I said, you are not safe, you are not believing in God. If you believe in God, all these things you are doing, you are not be doing them again. He told me, ah, is it just easy like that? I said, yes, you believe in God. Now, do you know one thing? This is why salvation must be properly thought, thought in context. Now, that guy told me that he believed in God. Now, we'll say that, ah, well, somebody confess Jesus, he's saved. There are people who confess him for just confessing sake. They are not saved. The Bible told us that when, Jesus, when, the, uh, when the apostles went to preach, in, um, he said when they preached to them, they packed their, after the city was saved, those who had magic books, they packed their magic books and, bought, and they bought it. See, believing is an action word. When you truly believe the gospel, it will do something in your heart to take steps in respect to certain situation you may not take you may not take entire step immediately you may take the steps gradual gradual process but there is something that must happen in you if you truly believe the gospel of jesus something will begin to happen in you gradually so this babalawo told me you know he's on my whatsapp i see him doing incantation and all of these things his wives his wives they even attend churches you know that he believes god i told him you don't believe in god See, the belief that that guy believed God is a belief that God is powerful. That God is all-powerful God. 
If you believe that God is all powerful, God, it is not that information that saves you. The revelation that saves you is that Jesus, who is the Son of God, came, who is God, became man and died, resurrected so that men can receive. It is this revelation of Jesus Christ that saves you. Believing that God is an all powerful God, like the Abalis believe, that will not save you. Believing that Jesus is our elder brother alone, that will not save you. Even though it's a correct revelation, but that's not the revelation that saves you. That one just posts your ego, just posts your new creation realities. The Bible told us after Jesus had died and resurrected, and we had, you know, the Bible now began to refer to him as the first begotten son. In the book of John, when God was referring to, you know, he referred to him as the only begotten son. But after he had died, resurrection had taken place. When he begins to read Colossians, Hebrew, the Bible now began to refer to Jesus as the first begotten son, meaning that we are also begotten son by adoption. I've taught that here before in part one, that that, was, that is what the Spirit of God did for us, brought us into the place of adoption. So, if your believing of, of, of um, your context of salvation is that, ah, you believe that there is God in heaven, you are not saved. The context, what saves you, the Bible in the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12, it says there is no other name under heaven that men will be saved, apart from the name of Jesus. He is believing that he came, became man, died, resurrected on the third day. This is what saves you. Number two, the name of Jesus brings healing. The name of Jesus brings healing. Yes. You know, and let me just see. We must place reference on God's name. This may sound very simple. This may sound something to laugh on. The name of Jesus is not what you used to call belly kick. J-E-S-U. What was that one? The name of Jesus. There is a reference that you must place on that name. You know that I was reading something one time and it was said, I don't know how through this, but I believe it was the Jewish culture around that anytime they were writing and they get to the name Yeshua, they will have to go and bait and come back, you know. And you know, that may be maybe some extent of maybe religion or something like that. But there is a reference that we must put on the name of Jesus. When you want to do one birthday kick like that, you want to you no, know, there's a reference that is upon the name of Jesus. The Bible says to not call the name of Jesus in vain. Cutting cake and using the name of Jesus to cut cake. Do you get? So the name of Jesus brings healing. And let me tell you something. See, you will not see. I was discussing with my friend um, in the evening, and he was asking me that people call the name of Jesus and all of I said, see, let me tell you something. You get the proper understanding of anything when you meditate on it. If you want to go deeper in anything, you must meditate on it. And if you want to do what? Go deeper in anything, you must meditate. On that thing for instance if you meditate on issue there are people that they they they, they got sacked from their job and they were just meditating on the unemployment the more they meditate on it the more more issues have been created from it the man who was fit before he was meditating on unemployment he fall into sickness and now he has a stroke anything you meditate on increase if you are going to get the understanding of evil scriptures you must learn to have quiet time with God's word. You must learn to do what? Have quiet time with... In fact, that is where you can get the full purpose and understanding of his word. So, the same name of Jesus that... Let me tell you something. Do you know that at a point, the apostles came and told Jesus that there were people who were not following us, but we saw them casting out demons. And do you know the funny thing? Demons were asking to them. They were calling the name. That means these people were not in proximity to Jesus. They must have learned it from far. They must have learned it looking at the apostles and they learned these things and they went with that name. Like I usually say, proximity to a thing does not mean connectivity. Those people were far that the apostles did not even recognize them. They said, we saw people casting out demons in your name. And Jesus had to be the one to tell them, no. If they are casting out demons in our name, meaning they can't be against us. The same name that those people called and demons were answering to them is the same name that the sons of Skiba calls. And demons did what? Who was about to embarrass and displace them? You know, I saw a video some time ago that it's been a year or two now. One guy, I think he's a pastor's son or something, was laying on a particular day. He laid the was demon possessed or oppressed. I don't know. And the demon was speaking. He said, You don't have the power to cast me out. 
your father, you are not your father. You are not your father. Your father, you don't have the capacity of your father. Something like that. See, let me tell you something. See, demons, even demons, they know people who have light. Do you hear what the demons told the sons of Skiba? He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. You, who are you? See, do you know how demons operate? Let me give you an instance. If I come now and go to Adeshola, and maybe Adeshola don't know me before, then I begin to tell Adeshola that, ah, my dad is one of the wealthiest men in Nigeria. Very wealthy, this and that. And I'm saying all those stuff. Then if Mr. Olawale who knows me, that my dad is a taxi driver, comes and then sees me when I'm, when I'm cooking the life for Adeshola, then he looks at me. Do you know what I will do? I will immediately run away from that place. Why? Because I know that Mr. Olawale knows me. That's how demons behave. They know those who know them. They know those who truly have the light of God's word. They know those who truly understand the authority that is in the name of Jesus. You can be calling the name and they know that you don't know. Are you getting it? You can be calling the name and yet they know you don't know. So it's more than just calling the name of Jesus. It's understanding the authority that that name can. Are, are you getting it? The same demon that those, see, the sons of Skiba were not close to Jesus. The same people that the disciples saw that were casting out demons, they were not close to Jesus. They were bold by far. But the apostles came and said, these other guys, they were casting out demons and demons were living. That means the apostles did not even know them. So it shows that those who were not even close to Jesus, they must have learned from far, seeing the things that Jesus is doing, listening to the messages of Jesus. It shows that you can be around a man and now carry the grace of a man. They were out, but yet they were casting out demons. Yet, at a point, said the apostles that were following Jesus, they could not cast out the particular demon. The father of the child had to come to Jesus and say, See, you, your people, they, they, they could not do this. I brought my, my child to them. You know, they were just meandering up and down. And then these were sons of Skibas where the demon was saying, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know. Why? Why? So they know if you truly do what the realm of the spirit. You see, you can fake many things. You can't fake the realm of the spirit, where everybody can see everything. You can't fake that one. So they, they know if you truly have the understanding and the light of God's word. If you truly understand the authority that is on the name of Jesus. Number three, the name of Jesus brings forgiveness. The name of Jesus does what? It brings forgiveness. The book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 19. I mean chapter 1 verse 9. He said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you know that in this first John, John was writing to Christians. So uh, one time, one doctrine was flying one time that as a believer, you cannot sin, you cannot make mistakes. I say, wait. But John wrote to believers here now. He said, if, uh, if we confess our sin, he is faithful. So maybe you backslide, you backslid, or something happened to you, or this and that. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to clean us from all unrighteousness. In, um, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, he said, My little children, these things are right unto you that yes sin not that means you know that you can fall into sin you he said but i'm writing that yes sin not he said and if any man sin but if at all it happens we have an advocate for the father now let me create a balance if something happens to you maybe you fall into sin all of these things forgiveness has been provided what you do is to obtain the forgiveness has been provided lord i've done this i'm sorry this and that see yes and then you Satan may not want to kill trip you. No, you say you, you have to do what because you have an advocate with the father. And once you come to obtain the forgiveness, you have been forgiven. So Satan should not be able to now use your past to hold you back. No, the Bible says, Whosoever is in Christ, the new creature, all things are past. He say, Build all things have become new. He says, He is the one who has blotted out your transgression, never to remember them again. Are you it? Now, that's the balance that you receive forgiveness. Satan wants to threaten you with um, your past mistakes. You, you let him know that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. 
Now, another balance is you just you made a mistake, you see, and you just move on as if nothing happened. After all, Jesus has forgiven us on the cross of Calvary. You are an irresponsible believer. It was we are we are you are an irresponsible believer. That's not the way to move. Number four, what the name of Jesus means, you have authority. This is your random. You have what you have authority. Now, let me let me just show you something. I wrote that something here. See, when you truly want to understand the authority in Christ. Look at the episodes that were written. Anywhere you see in him, in womb, true womb, this, uh, this, is, this is God showing us our authority. Study it. I think in the, in the episodes, we have like 140 of them. Where you see in him, in womb, true womb. When you see these things, this is he's trying to show us our oneness with Christ, our authority in Christ Jesus. So the name of Jesus, it gives you, you have authority. The Bible says the name of Jesus that everything will do or bow. So there's an authority that comes with that name. Come here, I want to... There's an authority that does what that comes with that name. So he said, we are for being um, um, and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, wherefore God had also highly exalted him. He said, giving him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. That the name of Jesus. See, I know that Nigerian movies, they, they created this, a, what would I call it? They created something in your head. Where you know the pastor will be the pastor will bring out his Bible and will face the abalis. The abalis will not throw the pastor one jazz. The pastor will stagger, stagger, stagger for and not throw his own back. Then they will do like three times. You know, the Babalao will want to win the pastor two times. Then the pastor will now come revenge on Jackie Chan the third time and stretch his Bible. All those things they lie. The Bible says the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every word at, at his name, coming in his name alone, every knee will bow. Something happened, and um, I don't want to talk like that. Something happened in my house um, when we are having the retreat. So I think the I think breaking the third day or there about I pray in the afternoon, so I was tired. In the evening, after the after the evening section, so I was just you know, I was tired, I couldn't sleep. Because when I'm hungry, it's very difficult for me to sleep. I was just, I, I said I was going to pray later, you know, maybe like after 12 or something. I was just playing game on my phone. Couldn't sleep. I prayed before, you know. I just had a prompting to go and pray. Spirit of God, just pro- keep prompting me to pray. Just pray. Just, I don't really know how to say I will pray. I'll just go and pray again. All of a sudden, I began to hear shouts. Talking about one o'clock or thereabouts. Shout, my neighbor, she carried her baby. Shouting, eh. immediately, Spirit of God comes to me and says, Go and pray. So I picked my window, I saw that she carried her baby, a dead baby. I guess so. Yes. So the husband dragged her in back. And while those scenarios was happening, the Spirit of God now began to promise me. See the reason why I was asking you to pray. I began to pray in the Spirit. Just pray. Just pray. Now, I didn't even have to call the name of Jesus. Do you see, they may not know, they may really not know what happened that night. But the baby came back alive without me even going there. I think they are Muslims or something. They don't even know what happened. The next morning, you know, spirit God just prompted me to go and ask them how far is the baby. And you know, I saw the baby, somebody was crying, the baby she was. But if I don't stand up at that particular time to pray, in fact, maybe that condition would not have even worsened to that point if I had prayed earlier. And what I'm trying to emphasize here is that I didn't really have to even call the name of Jesus. I just understand that what I'm doing was in the authority of the name of Jesus. I, I, when, we, when we talk about the name of Jesus, there are, you, you may not necessarily have to call that name. It's all the revelation and the understanding that you come in this name. And as you come in this name, every name we bow. If what gave you a job to a place is by the connection or the name of the president of this country, like I gave instance earlier, sign a signature for you, and the person asks you, you just show them the signature, and they, they see the president name there on the signature. 
You don't have to call the president name. You came in his name already. Are you getting it? You are in his name already. So every door in that workplace will open because you came in a name that is higher than every other name in that office. Are you getting it? You, okay, let me give you a stance. The Nigeria president is not respected because um, his name is um, 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 Tinubu. No. He's respected because of the office that he occupies. So if he leaves that office, the, uh, the respect that is on him is on the office. So if he leaves the office tomorrow, that respect will not be on him. The, res- the respect is what is on that office. The Bible says a name has been given to him. There is an authority on that name. And the authority on it has now been given to us. So we can use it. Now, this night as we random, you don't really have to, you know, pray. I want you to just use the name of Jesus. Look at the area of your life that seems not to be working. Maybe people are owing you money. In the name of Jesus, I, I call forth my resources now. Everybody owing me. See, when you prophesy, put a time to it. Elijah came and said, but this time tomorrow, this and this will be for this. This and this will be for this. So, I want to give you the next five minutes as we round up. Use the name of Jesus. Look at any area of your life that seems not to be working. Maybe your finance, maybe a job. Say in the name of Jesus. Between and the next four days, I call for the miracle job. In the name of Jesus, my spiritual life is back on track. In the name of Jesus, I call for financial favor. In the name of Jesus, my admission, I call you forth. In the name of Jesus, I call for that scholarship. In the name of Jesus, I call for financial partners. Please go ahead. Use the name of Jesus. Look any area of your life that seems not to be working. In the name of Jesus, I have authority to use this name. He said, and this name, every knee will bow in the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee bow. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, pray. If there's anyone here that they are owing you, we decree in the name of Jesus between now and the next seven hours. We decree your money comes to you now in the name of Jesus. Your money comes to you now in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here with any health condition, maybe you're, you are not seeing your period is not flowing the way it should flow. In the name of Jesus, wake up tomorrow morning and see it properly. In the name of Jesus, wake up tomorrow and see it properly. In the name of Jesus, anyone here that is diabetic, I decree in the name of Jesus, the healing power of God flows through you now. In the name of Jesus, AS people, I decree genotype AS turns to AA now. In the name of Jesus. If you are here, I would like you to go for test. 
talks to AA now in the name of Jesus. Every form of condition, medical condition, that you can't even tell people about it. You are diabetic, you have high blood sugar, whatsoever that it is. I decree in the name of Jesus. It comes back to normal now in the name of Jesus. Maybe there's somebody around you that has a mental issue. I decree it is restored back to normal now in the name of Jesus. Anyone trusting God for a better job between now and seven days in the name of Jesus, we call a better job for you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we decree anyone with any form of pain in your body, maybe a leg pain, somebody here who has a leg pain, check your leg, it has gone now. In the name of Jesus, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Anyone trusting God for financial favor, we decree, we call for the resources for you between now and the next 24 hours. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. Thank you for your word that has come for this evening. Thank you for the testimonies that will come through from this meeting. Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless your name because you confirm all your word. Lord, we say thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you everyone for coming out this evening. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.